millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And this is Season 16, Episode 8, Two Clicks. Two clicks. It's almost, it's like nautical directions. It's two clicks east, <laughs> past the pontoons. Past the pond. Past the pond. Maybe. Turn right at a tree. It's a seafaring vessel. I don't think it's going to make its maiden voyage. A lot of things were DOA in this episode. Or is it two clicks like Janelle's playlist, her workout playlist? Click, click, boom. <laughs> two clicks like that? No, maybe different. All right, you want to hit us with this episode description? The Brown family is more divided than ever. Christine and Janelle are each forced to choose between seeing Cody or seeing their older children. Robin and Mary are following his COVID rules so they can have Thanksgiving with Cody. That's a pretty good summary. I guess it wraps it up. Yeah, I'll give it to him. Okay. <laughs> no bombshells in this one, like the ones to come. No, this is kind of a slower episode by comparison, I suppose. One of those transition episodes set in the table. Just wait, because the episodes to come. Oof. Oh, man. Yeah, those episode descriptions are giving up the juicy details. It's going to be good. Oh, man. It's going to be a good season. In the meantime, we're going to go ahead and hear the Carly episode rewrite for this description. Robin admits there's a devil on her shoulder. Cody skips out on Mary's play date. Janelle forgets how to use FaceTime. Two Thanksgiving turkeys vie for Cody's heart. Turkey number one. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> if you were to baste me, what would you baste me with? <laughs> oh, Mary could get into that. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> we know She gets sexy with the foods. She's our freaky food bitch. <laughs> I'm glad we have two freaky bitches now. She's trying. She's trying to get back in any way she can. The freaky ones are the ones that Cody can't handle, though. They're the first ones to go. But before we get into this episode, we have a voicemail from one of our legal wives on Patreon, Kayla. Hi, Corey and Carly. This is legal wife Kayla. Um, I'm just sitting here thinking, do you ever think maybe by next season, because we're like, I don't know, you know how long it takes for these episodes to come out. We're still stuck on 2020, do you honestly think at some point Cody is going to be open and honest and say that he prefers to be with Robin only and her $900,000 home, or do you think he's going to keep playing the game of still wanting to be to Janelle and Barry? Love the show. Bye. Great question, Kayla. Thank you for taking the time to send a voicemail. Honestly, I don't think that Cody will ever admit this, even though he kind of does in this episode. He always comes back to 
about how quiet things are, how peaceful, tranquil, and quiet and serene things are when you don't have the hustle and bustle of 30 or 40 people running around a house for a holiday. Not to say he doesn't want that, though. I didn't say that. I almost did, but but I didn't outright say it. But every time he does say it, that's that's what I hear. I hear him saying, yes, this is what I want, and this is what I prefer. I think he actually enjoys Janelle. When he's tired of Robin, he likes a little intellectually stimulating conversation over at Janelle's house. Let's be honest. There's not much going on in Robin's house when it comes to intellectual conversations. And Mary, Mary is here for the show. Mary's here to keep her LuLaRoe audience... Casting a wide net. Casting a wide net, trying to get people on Friday with friends. That's her goal. She has supplemented the love that she needs through other sources on social media. Cody needs that paycheck, though, so he's keeping him around. That's my prediction. I think we're definitely getting another season. I don't know. Everybody is saying that this is the last season of Sister Wives because Christine's leaving. We're just getting started. There's no way that you can end it right now. It's just getting good. Wouldn't it be a disservice to us if we watched this show for nearly 20 seasons and right when the family started to dissolve, they just ended it? Well, and here's the thing, too. People are suggesting, oh, Christine needs a spinoff. Oh, Mary needs a spinoff. No, keep it all on the show because then we're going to cut back to Cody and Robin in the Shira Chateau living their boring ass life. And then you're going to cut to Christine. She's having a blast. I'm sure she's doing something super fun out in Utah. She's going to be ziplining. She's going to go on a singles cruise. We're going to watch her lay on a beach. Mary's going on more hikes out in the woods. I don't know. Something. Making voodoo dolls or something. Yeah, we're cutting between. It's You need the contrast of the storylines. You can have more than one film crew following more than one family at a time. That's totally fine. It's going to spice up the show, it's going to give it variety, and it's going to make the viewing experience even better. That's what we're hoping for. And I won't charge TLC a dime for that suggestion. (laughs) You're welcome. Before we get away from voicemails, we have to apologize to our legal wife, Lindsay, who also left us a voicemail asking us to compare the Brown family to the Kardashian family, which is unfortunately something we are unable to do because... Neither Corey nor I have ever watched an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. You might find this hard to believe, but I've never seen it before. (laughs) Maybe it'll end up on a Let's Talk About It poll and then we can answer the question. Maybe, yeah. So we'll have to circle back on that one. Sorry, Lindsay, but thank you for taking the time to send in a voicemail. Leave us another one. You still got that special secret voicemail password so you can give us a call and leave us another question. Let's get into the episode. Bum, bum, bum. I feel like I need that music at the beginning of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Oh, the yeah. Well, they were trying to do that in the earlier seasons, too. The drama drums. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. We start off, and Mary is still trying to apologize for the joke she made about Robin's rules last week. All right. Rule number one in comedy, you, you don't apologize. <laughs> don't apologize for jokes. Not every joke is going to land. You have to know your audience. Not every joke is for every person, either. You have to know this. So Robin's coming over to talk. Were they on Coyote Pass? I totally blanked out on that. They were on Coyote Pass. Mary did not bring a chair, and she was worried about getting her germies on Robbie's on Robbie's chair. <laughs> Can we start calling her Robbie? Germies on Robbie's chair? Sure. <laughs> She's borrowing Robbie's chair. Rob, Rob. Yeah, so she makes a joke about spraying the chair down, which... Made me laugh because that is the second time someone has made a joke to Robin about that. Because a few weeks ago, was it a few weeks ago? Was it a week ago? Who knows? It was a week ago. When Janelle dropped off her birthday gift, she made the same joke. Do you want to like spray it down or something? No, it's a hot towel rack. So it's already just going to, it's going to boil the germs right off of it. Built in heater function kills the virus. Robin now claims she understands that in a weird way, the joke was Mary's way of showing solidarity with her. She was just making fun of other people suggesting that Robin made up the rules. Right, and this is where Mary thought they had a better, more understanding relationship between the two of them, between Mary and Robin. But whoosh, it went right over Robin's head, and she took it personally and got combative very quickly. So they're talking a little bit, and Robin tells Mary, which I don't believe this is the first time she's told her this, That one of the kids called to complain about the rules. It wasn't Mariah. 
And why'd they pick her? They picked Robin because according to her, she's an easy target to blame. Oh, don't we know it? <laughs> she's an easy target on this podcast too. <laughs> How do you think Robin came to the realization that she's an easy target? Why is she an easy target? Because she's a single mother with no money to give you. Is it because you control and meddle in everyone's relationships, maybe? Maybe. When you got a hand in every pot, you do start to look a little suspicious. 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 Well, Mary is over Robin's victim act because that's her play. And she tells her that she thinks it's a bunch of bullshit that she wasn't allowed to see Robin's kids earlier. Like they were getting to the real talk now. She's calling out the BS. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And it needs to happen at this point because then Robin still is shifting blame. Oh, it was Cody. I, I tried to run it by him once or twice. It just never really panned out. Didn't seem like it was something that was going to happen. In fact, I really thought that we should totally be able to interact. But the problem was, if we did that, there would be a mutiny among the rest of the family. Because what would they think if the two of us were getting together, but they couldn't get together with us? That's not how you run a ship with the running a risk of mutiny. Because was Robin a pirate captain in (laughs) a previous life or something? Also, didn't they learn from what we just talked about with Thanksgiving that Janelle and Christine would rather not spend time with you anyway. Isn't that what you took away from that conversation? I don't know. Maybe. But they would have been jealous because everybody wants to come to the Shira Chateau and watch Robin's home videos. But then Mary is still asking the hard-hitting questions here. If we did lay out COVID rules, why does it matter? If I'm following them, it shouldn't matter what anybody else thinks, if it's fair or not. I am following the rules. So yes, we should be able to hang out. Ooh, good move. Oh, I hadn't (laughs) thought of that. Well, you know, we didn't really have this list of rules because it didn't exist, FYI. But now we have the list of rules and now we've had the conversation and now we're ready to go for our play date. But how much effort did it take to get to the play date? Because that's all Christine and Janelle saw was they were like, if that's the reward at the end of this rainbow, if that's the pot of gold over there, I don't want that. If you're following the rules and then that's what you get, what's the point? I guess the thing that was so confusing about this was Cody kept telling Robin, just do it. Just go hang out with Mary. We don't need a big family discussion. Just get together with her. But she's got to be the morality police in this family, so she wouldn't do it. No, it was because she didn't want to go hang out with Mary, and she didn't want Mary around her kids. So it was an easy out to just say, no, it's not. It wouldn't be good to do that right now. I don't think that's fair. That's definitely what happened. (laughs) That's not the version of the story she's given us. No. (laughs) And then I think Cody's struggling with the fact that he should be the reward. But that's not what Christine and Janelle. Cody's not a reward here. He's something that we have to deal with and we kind of put up with. And he's around when you don't need him there. Mary's just frustrated. She's frustrated with COVID. She's frustrated with being alone. She's sexually frustrated. Robin's still trying to make excuses for herself. So she's telling Mary about how, look. Because again, she is the expert on all things being a sister wife. Some people have told her that sometimes a sister wife will get a devil on her shoulder that's telling her things that maybe aren't true about what her other sister wives are doing. So that was her main concern was, will this little devil grow on the shoulders of Janelle and Christine and they'll start wondering what Mary and Robin have been up to, hanging out, bucking the rules... They'll start getting suspicious, <laughs> and we can't have that. You run the risk of mutiny. Yeah, I love how she had to drive the point home that, Mary, I support all of my sister wife's relationships with Cody, which is a bold-faced lie, because all she's doing is leaving a trail of breadcrumbs for Mary to follow along and keep on inching your way towards the Brown family, but not too close. Not too close. Stay back there. A nice arm length. Six feet, four feet, whatever it needs to be. <laughs> a very long arm. But Mary's not even jealous anymore. She's beyond that. Beyond jealousy. She used to be jealous, but that was 30, 40 plus years ago. (laughs) It's hard to keep track. She doesn't worry about the sister wife thing anymore. Her main concern now is her relationship with Cody because she doesn't have one. There's enough things to worry about with just her relationship with Cody. She doesn't need to involve all of her sister wife dilemmas as well, too. Robin continues with her poor me story. She's just tired of having a beg to be part of this family because she's really being left out in the dust with the table scraps while everyone else is living the high life, right? Yeah, because Robin didn't sign up for monogamy again this week, (laughs) but her actions speak louder than words, I think. 
pretty telling. She learned a new word this week because her mom told her, you know what, Robin? You're the Brown family scapegoat. That's the problem, dear. Nothing is wrong with you. You are a perfect angel living the plural marriage life to the best of your ability. And everyone else just blames you for everything that goes on in this family. And Mary's like, yeah, you think that's tough. At least you're part of the family. (laughs) Also, like Mary doesn't know what it was to be the Brown family scapegoat. Well, she used to be like the Brown family enforcer. That's how I used to think of her. Until the catfish. Until the catfish. Then everyone was blaming her for everything. She knows this life. It's probably better off she doesn't talk to Cody because he can't blame her for anything. Yeah, she's just like a weird outsider now in the family. Does she have sister wives when she doesn't have a husband? It's a hard question to ask. It's a difficult place to be and to try and figure it out from within polygamy. And this is where this gets really difficult to watch because Robin starts gaslighting Mary about how there's still hope for her relationship with Cody because every once in a while she hears him mention that he should probably call Mary. But then Mary has to point out, yeah, and he's also made it abundantly clear that we're only going to be friends if that, at most, that is our maximum relationship status that we can achieve. Yeah, she literally laughed at Robin. You couldn't. Well, Robin couldn't believe what she said either. She was like, he said that? He said friends? You don't think Robin knew? I thought that we made it clear that we're not even doing that. We're just, we're keeping you as estranged aunt. That's about as close as we can get. Friend? That's a little too close for me. I don't like that word friend. Robin claims that she validates all of that stuff that Mary said by then invalidating what she said by trying to claim that friendship is a door. This is a positive thing, Mary. It's a very tiny Tiny, small door. Very small door. You're going to have to drink a potion to shrink down small enough to fit through it. Yeah, it's some Alice in Wonderland doors (laughs) over here. But a door could lead to something more. Stitch that on a pillow and sell it. (laughs) But then Robin goes on to explain here that Mary is mourning the loss of the relationship that she used to have with Cody. But that's over and done with now. But that doesn't mean that Mary can't have something new with Cody. So just... Settle. Settle, settle down. Settle already. Pipe down. Take your scraps. You're the bottom bitch now. Okay? (laughs) And hasn't Cody used that exact same phrasing to explain his relationship status with Mary before, too? I think you're right. I'm pretty sure it was at the murder tarp date for the Rice Krispie anniversary. It could be something new. Sounds like that came out of the mouth of the head wife. The neck wife. This is where the conversation pivots. Mary is very upset about spending the holidays separately. The conversation they had about Thanksgiving made her feel like nobody wants this family anymore. Suddenly, she's very concerned about this when she was essentially checked out of the entire conversation at the Olive Garden that Janelle called everyone for about the exact same topic. Yeah, where she had to pretend like she didn't remember a conversation that happened between her and Janelle at all. (laughs) She had to plead the fifth. But now this is an issue because her only connection to Cody is through these other people. So she's got to keep them all together. And she was very upset at their last conversation, but she chose not to voice it then because nobody would listen to her anyway, I don't think. And Robin's confused too. I feel like I made it all up. Like I made up what this family was. Almost like when you made up that your kids had been in this family the entire time by having a sketch made. Yeah, did I just make up this whole lie about the family and the culture? And did I make it up in my head because I wanted it so badly? Yeah, I think you did. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. But it turns out only Robin and Mary are fighting for the family relationships anymore. And that's just sad for them. Again, Mary can't afford to lose the family. She's already lost the man. We have a real shift in tone after this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the, the editors are trying something new. That's all. We open with some really strange music. It was like 90s club music, kind of. And then they do like a speed ramp of a car pulling into the driveway because Janelle's coming over to visit Christine. (laughs) It just seemed out of place, I think. This was the way more fun conversation, let's be honest. So things are going to heat up a little bit here. Yeah, Janelle's here to recap with Christine about the fuck-off, walk-off conversation that took place last week. They didn't like the way that they were being treated at that meeting, so they're dishing on it now. Janelle starts by saying she had to leave before she said something stupid. I guess, like, fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, she didn't say it too loud. (laughs) And one of the perks of having a sister wife, in case you're wondering, because none of the other ones have really seemed to come to fruition, but this one, it has in this very moment here. You can complain with your sister wife about your other family members 
there's like this camaraderie in having a shared enemy. And that's what's going on here today. And Cody's the easy target. Cody thinks that Janelle is irresponsible with COVID, so he treats her the same as Christine, even though they're in very different places with their relationships, because Cody still has a functioning relationship with Janelle, but he does not have one with Christine very clearly. But Christine isn't giving up on seeing her older kids just because Cody's uncomfortable. That's just not going to happen. I really enjoyed how Christine was really confused about that. She's like, they do actually enjoy spending time together. I don't know how it's possible, but (laughs) she's still doing it. That's another reason why it felt like this was filmed post her leaving. Somehow she can endure time with this man. Something I cannot do. So then we get a nice little glimpse into Cody's parenting skills here at Christine's house again. Nice little deep dive into the schedule. Cody pops over once every three days or so for dinner at Christine's. He'll hop on his phone. He'll play games with Truly. They all go to sleep and he leaves before anyone wakes up the next morning without a trace. That's why it's not really a priority for her family to spend time with him. You know, that's been the routine since we moved to Flagstaff and things haven't really improved over time. He's not really much of a second parent. He's not really much of a parent at all. But Janelle admits she misses the lug. She really does. But if she has to pick between her kids and Cody, she'll pick her kids every time. So now we've got two wives who have said, we'll pick our kids. Kids over Cody, for sure. Now we talk a little bit more about the kids because this is a real bonding experience here that Christine's kids wanted to do whatever Janelle was doing and Janelle's kids wanted to do whatever Christine was doing for Thanksgiving. Robin decided that that hurt her feelings. (laughs) That was a savage cut by the editors. (laughs) (laughs) Because Robin, Robin can only imagine how much that bothered Cody, too. And it's like, we know. Like it hurt Isabel's feelings to not have her father at a major life-altering surgery? Like, did it hurt that much, Robin? What about the rest of us? What about all of us? <laughs> now we get some interesting info that would have been nice to know yesterday. Christine explains that what she did after Cody gave them the list of the nanny's roles was send it to Aspen and McKelty and ask them if they're able to adhere to that list in order to have Christmas together. And Aspen flipped out. She read the list. She called in tears. She can't follow it. It's not something that she's going to be able to do. And she's upset that she's not going to be able to see the family for Christmas. So she wanted to see her family for Thanksgiving instead. So that's the trade-off. We can't come because of Cody's rules for Christmas. So I need you here on Thanksgiving because otherwise it's going to be no family for any of the major holidays at the end of the year here. And I'm going to lose it. But that's how it should have been framed last week from the get-go. Cody, your rules are so strict, it limits the ability of our family to see each other. You're complaining about the family not being able to see each other, but this limits it even more. Cody was so vocal about all of his concerns about all the livelihoods of everyone that they interacted with last week, remember? He should understand all these different elements. Remember when he wanted to build the biggie houses so that all of the kids could come home and they were all going to have rooms? Well, they could be be quarantined, I guess, now. Since Janelle and Christine are heading up to Utah for Thanksgiving, Janelle suggests, you know, maybe we could get together, just our two families. We're going to be there anyway, and it would be a lot more fun. Janelle admits her and Christine's Thanksgiving would be more fun than anything with Cody. And by and away, our Twitter poll basically unanimously agrees with that sentiment. We took a very scientific poll asking, who would you rather spend Thanksgiving with? Robin and Cody or Janelle and Christine, and we had 605 votes, 100% of which were to spend time on Thanksgiving with Janelle and Christine. At one point yesterday, I looked, and it was 99% to 1% Cody and Robin. (laughs) Did someone retract their vote? (laughs) I don't know if it just got overwhelmed by the, the rest of the additional 100 votes that have happened between then, too, but it's basically, it's a done deal. But are you ready for this theory? Maybe that's why Janelle didn't call Cody on Thanksgiving. What if she pre-recorded some footage before they left for the show so they could secretly hang out together with Christine and her kids on Thanksgiving Day instead? Ooh. They couldn't match backgrounds if they called Cody. They can't be at the same house on Thanksgiving. So she just didn't call him on Thanksgiving. Wow, that's quite the conspiracy theory. How about that? <laughs> Let's think about that. 
Janelle doesn't even understand why she would choose to have dinner with Robin, Cody, and Mary. When her boys are right down the street, they're in the same town, she's not going to leave them alone. Although I think they'd be pretty happy to smoke a little and eat a whole turkey by themselves. They'd, be too, they'd probably get food poisoning. <laughs> they wouldn't even let that turkey finish cooking. They're going to get salmonella. But I like where this is the part where Janelle and Christine also then put themselves in Robin's kids' shoes for a moment here. And they're like, I can't even imagine how those kids are brave enough to muster being locked up in this house all this time. <laughs> they're the real heroes here. Robin uses this moment to get on her high horse about how her kids do this. They stay locked up in the Shira Chateau out of respect for their father. They respect him so much and want to do what's right and safe all of the time. Janelle's like, fuck that. I needed to find some balance. So I needed for my mental health. It was a struggle at first. Let me tell you. She barely got through the two weeks in March when everybody had a quarantine. She was about to lose it. What do you think of Christine in the scene? She was looking pretty hot. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, you could tell she was feeling herself. She was feeling herself. I will give you that. She was flipping the hair. She was. She had a little, little spring in her step there. The spring of a divorced woman. Mm, the, the taste of freedom. <laughs> but everybody loves Christine this season, especially Janelle's kids. Well, again, going back to Cody not being much of a second parent, Christine really was another parent to these children. She raised them. She was the stay-at-home mom when they were all growing up. So there's a real attachment bond there. And Christine loves spending time with all of them. She describes them as part of her soul. And her kids return the favor. They love Janelle because she's an independent spirit and she's got a lot of courage. Like the courage you need to tell Cody to fuck off in front of the whole family. Right. And this is where Christine wraps it up for us here. She knows you can't please all the adults. So she's just deciding to do what's right by her kids. And that's going to be her guide from now on. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It is Mary's play date with Robin's kids. We're finally here. It's a Sunday fun day. <laughs> Robin claims that she's been counting down the days, yet she has not told her kids about it because it's a surprise. Yeah, it was more so she was counting down the days in like anticipation of like worry, I think. It was <laughs> it was a negative countdown, not a anticipation countdown. That's what I was thinking. She didn't tell the kids because she wanted it to be a surprise. She didn't tell them because she was hoping it wouldn't happen and they wouldn't ask about it again. Exactly. Yes, that's what's happening. So Robin is finally allowing this to happen. She wasn't able to avoid it any longer at this point. I think she ran out of excuses when she was called out directly at the COVID rules meeting. So Mary is showing up. She's knocking on the door. And you can see how scared Robin's kids are at first. They're like, what's, what, how do we engage with, why is Mary at the door? Well, that's because Robin says her kids have only been around our family. Uh, um, I mean, our part of the family. Mm, right. Yes. Dayton doesn't even know if he should answer the door. He's like, it's Mary at the door. Should I open it? Do I let her in? How does this work? Letting people into the house. Oh boy. So then Robin... <laughs> Gets to reveal the good news. Yes, let her in. Give her hugs. Put down the drawbridge and let her in. <laughs> <laughs> and they all start to smother her with hugs, which we know Mary needs. She's catching up for lost time. She's got six months of hugs that she needs just to get back to sustainability levels here. <laughs> what did she need? Like nine a day to thrive with something? Something, something like, like that. that? Yeah. Well, she's getting them today because she's pulling kids in left and right, getting hugs. 
probably hoping one of them's going to be Cody, but unfortunately, he's not here. He's keeping his distance. Yeah, she's getting all the group hugs, solo hugs. She's getting them all. He made sure to put that day in his calendar. Yeah. He had a reminder like three days out, uh, one day out. I'm going to be busy. An hour out. <laughs> so Mary's getting emotional now, trying not to make it a big deal, but it is a little overwhelming. She's had limited human contact for the last six months. And she's making up for it today. We're going to watch some home videos because the kids start telling her about the really exciting things they've been doing while they've been locked up in this house. Yeah, Aurora brings up Robin's home videos that they were watching in the VCR because, again, there's no Wi-Fi in this house. And that's you could just tell that's how bored they are, where they've gone through every movie that they have, every DVD, they've played every game, and they're like, okay, what else is there? What is this VCR? Can we hook this up? What, what tapes do we have? How does this work? It's something else to learn how to interact with. And then now there's all these home videos. Okay, let's watch those because I have nothing else to do. What is this tape in this black box? We're not watching The Sound of Music again, Ma. So this is where Saul outs Robin on her ability to break dance, supposedly. Apparently, Robin spent a lot of 1998 making Gen X TikToks. Apparently, that was the thing, yeah. There just wasn't a platform for it at the time. It was really lacking. And did you like how Robin tried to pin it back? Because then Mary asked Robin, oh, Saul's saying that you know how to break dance? And Robin's like, oh, he he can break dance? And Mary's like, no, 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 no. Why, oh, you can break dance is the claim? And she's stuck with it. She stuck to her guns. And it was like, yeah, we need to, we need to check the tape. We have to see this. And the fact that the editors got their hands on the tape is amazing. Because what you see cannot... Not be unseen. May 11th, 1998, a day that will live in infamy. Robin spends over an hour <laughs> on this dance routine. <laughs> I don't know if it was something from Napoleon Dynamite. It really, when I saw it, the first thing I thought of was the episode of Friends with the routine. Yeah, the uh, Millennium dance routine with Monica and Ross. Like, it has to be based on this footage of Robin. It came well. That episode came out a year after Robin's tape, so it it's where art imitates life. Life imitates art. <laughs> Maybe that was her audition tape. Maybe could have been. <laughs> Maybe Robin could have been Monica on Friends. Don't ruin that for me. <laughs> I also feel the need to point out that in 1998, at this point in time, Christine is taking care of six children. But as it turns out, this play date was a complete success. It was great to have Mary over. We'll have to do this more often, even though we probably won't. Someone will need to give Cody a heads up so that he can find another excuse to leave the house. So playtime's over. Now it's time to sit down and have some real talk with the kiddos here. Robin has to break the bad news to her kids that Janelle and Christine just can't follow those rules, those COVID rules that we all laid out that we're following so strictly and abiding by to respect dad. It's not going to happen. They don't want to see you. She starts things off by telling the kids that Cody put together a list of what all of the households need to do in order to get together. And if you pay attention, Brianna seems very confused by the news of this list of rules, almost as though she has not seen and does not follow a list of rules. Well, yeah, because Robin was like, well, you know, me and dad presented our list of rules that we've been following for six months at least and the kids are like huh with what this is where things get fucked up because robin tells the kids that janelle said her household isn't able to follow the rules so that makes aurora ask the question is it that they can't follow the rules or they don't want to and robin's not sure so she just knows that they're going to utah she doesn't know how to answer that question she just kind of stammers and stutters around it and avoids it. Well, she does feel the need to include that Gabe has a girlfriend. Happy to throw Gabe under the bus. There are some rules. Yeah, because <laughs> somebody called me. I'm not going to say who. And has uh, been giving me some shit over these COVID rules that didn't exist until 20 minutes ago. So they're not too happy to hear that. And then she hits him with the second punch here. Christine has decided to go to Utah to Aspen and Mitch's house for Thanksgiving. And... Another good shot of Brianna. She's a little out of frame, but she pretty much rolls her eyes at hearing that. That's where Robin hopes for the best. I hope this doesn't make my kids bitter 
about wanting to be around the rest of the family since they don't want to be around us. That wasn't a bitter statement. Jeez, yeah. uh, I wonder where the bitterness would be sourced from here. Aurora is still trying to wrap her head around it, so she sums this up to Robin. This is her understanding. So Janelle and Christine just said, screw it, even though there was common ground, which I'm confused about why she thinks there's common ground, because nobody agreed to the rules. Well, I think what she was saying was that they've made the push so much to get together as a family. We we need to get together as a family. What can we do to get together as a family? And then once they were presented with, here's what we can do to get together as a family, they were like, ah, never mind. So that's how Aurora is taking it right now. Okay. Which Robin's basically agreeing with her, silently agreeing with her, because she doesn't want to say that that's not true. I'm not going to lie to my daughter that way. And it's like, well, you could have told her that's not entirely accurate. You could have not told them any of this information because pretty much what she did was tell her kids that Janelle and Christine chose other people over them. Well, she didn't tell them that, but Aurora made it to that conclusion and that's the conclusion that Robin wanted her to reach. So now she's not going to correct it. Well, right. That was the subtext that she was hoping they would pick up on and they did. So she's not going to address that anymore. She's just going to agree with Aurora's assessment. All she had to say was because of COVID, we're not spending Thanksgiving together this year, but Mary's going to come spend time with us. And then we're going to have a big family Christmas. Why did she need to tell them anything else? She doesn't even stop there. She goes, Robin goes one step further saying, I think that Christine wants to get together, but she'd just rather go to Aspen's. Is what she told her kids on the couch. No, that's not even accurate. All she's doing is alienating them from the other moms and the other kids. And then Robin has to mockingly defend it that, oh, well, it makes sense that a mom would want to go to her adult kids' houses when they've moved away. She gets it because in, you know, 20 or 30 years, once some of her kids start moving out. To the backyard? Maybe, yeah, on Coyote (laughs) Pass, if there's enough water in the cistern. Well, she's also the expert on plural marriage, and she's telling us that you can't really do this kind of thing in plural marriage, because where's Cody supposed to go if all of the wives want to spend holidays with their kids who have moved out? Like That's just so unfair to Cody. I know that seems like the reality when you have as many children as you do is that once they're grown up, your whole family probably isn't going to spend the holidays together. Yeah, or that was the push for the one big house, because then everybody would come back to home base, but not with the COVID rules in play. So that's not going to work out either. It's just confusing because Janelle and Christine wanted their kids to come here, but they weren't allowed. So their hands were kind of forced into going somewhere else. Right. But then Robin has to tell her kids that, oh, it's Janelle and Christine are choosing to go be with their kids, their adult children, because they'd rather be there than be here with us. They don't want to see you, but they'll see you on Christmas because Robin is the self-proclaimed keeper of good morale whose job it is to rally the troops. And I don't like all of the military lingo that Robin is learning in quarantine. (laughs) Also, where was the positivity in this conversation? Because I didn't see it. I don't know. (laughs) All the positivity was on her, her realizing that, yes, they're understanding what I'm trying to convey to them. And I'm going to leave it at that. Well, we finally made it to Thanksgiving. And can we just congratulate the editors on having gotten us so far into the year? This early on in a season. We're almost caught up to being 365 days behind where we actually are in real life. What an achievement. (laughs) We're getting so close. But yeah, Christine and Janelle are both in Utah, choosing to be elsewhere from the core family that is Cody and Robin, and I guess Mary now, kind of, at least for today. Well, Mary does play a very important role in this family's Thanksgiving because Usually she makes the turkey. Because she knows how to make good turkey. Yes, that's, she tells us it's a really good turkey. It's a great turkey. What do you think she does to make the turkey really good? You got to brine it. <laughs> she brine it in some uh, some sherry wine sauce. And... Uh, yeah, she basically pickles it, <laughs> <laughs> essentially. Pour a can of beer over the top. Yeah, do whatever you, yeah, uh, beer can turkey <laughs> on the grill. She'll do that. Christine makes her bomb ass rolls, which I couldn't stop staring at on the countertop later. The coveted rolls that Cody will never get to pull the tops off of ever again. And Janelle bakes the pies. 
Does she bake the pies or does she bring some pies? I uh, she's got pies. That's all I know. She she procures pies. <laughs> she supplies pies. I think Chanel does actually bake. I think that's her skill. Okay, okay. I wasn't sure if they said bakes or brings though. <laughs> maybe it's evolved over the years. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, depending on the depending on what year you have to ask. But then tell me that you're useless at Thanksgiving without telling me you're useless at Thanksgiving. Robin usually does relish trays for Thanksgiving. That's her contribution to the meal. This was a big conversation on the Patreon Discord because not all of us are familiar with the relish tray. Apparently, this is of Midwestern origin, and it is just a lot of pickled, refrigerated-type things that you put together on a tray. No cooking involved, really. It's like ambrosia salad. (laughs) You can't go wrong. (laughs) Like, she couldn't bring a Thanksgiving staple. Over the years, you didn't get your way into the mashed potatoes. You didn't fight someone to make the stuffing. You're just making the relish tray. Yeah, master the sides. The sides are the key to Thanksgiving. You got to have good sides. Turkey's got to be good. Don't get me wrong. You can have a showstopper turkey, but it's all about the sides. Speaking of the showstopper turkey... In a last resort attempt to get Mary to back out of spending Thanksgiving at her house, Robin calls Mary and asks if this year she can try making a turkey. Yeah, slight breach in etiquette this year where Robin is now stepping on Mary's toes because, you know, she basically had Mary on the outs and now she's clawing her way back in for a major holiday here. So I can't give you too much responsibility or else... I'm really going to start to lose control over this whole situation again. So I'm going to take the turkey. I'm going to go ahead and ruin that for everybody and call it a day. You think it was dry? I think it was dry. It was super dry. It was definitely overcooked. She left it in the oven until that stupid temperature timer popped out. So it was completely overcooked (laughs) to smithereens. Mary tells her to go for it, though. Sure. Knock yourself out. But then she has to admit, too. Mary's like, I'm still going to do a turkey, though. I had to do a turkey. I can't do Thanksgiving without doing a turkey. And it's like, good, girl, because you're going to need it. (laughs) You're not going to enjoy the one you're getting. So Mary unveils this turkey in the shadiest way. She starts out by telling Robin that she could not make a turkey. And then she pulls this tinfoil off of the top of what appears to be something in the shape of a turkey. The tension is building. Cody's worried it. It's a Mary power move against a Robin power move. And he doesn't know what that's going to mean, how this is going to play out. And then we see it is just a Rice crispy Turkey. With candy stuffing. It's a whole little assortment arrangement here. It's awesome. It actually looks really cool. (laughs) Cody loves it. Oh, Cody loves it. And she knew he was going to love it, which is why she made it. Cody loves Rice Krispie Treats. We know that. That's why she made 30 of them for their anniversary last year. That didn't work. So she pulled out the big guns with the turkey sculpture. And you just, you can't keep Mary down. (laughs) I guess that's the real theme here. She knows Cody loves Rice Krispies. And it's definitely going to taste better than Robin's turkey by comparison. (laughs) I love the idea that Mary in quarantine has been just throwing back a few drinks And building all kinds of Rice Krispie sculptures. Like if you go in her house, there's just a turkey. She's got a little Cupid for Valentine's Day. Sears Tower one for Mariah in (laughs) Chicago. (laughs) She's just got various Rice Krispie treat shapes all over the house. That'd be great. This is where Cody's just soaking up the silence here again. There's only eight people in this house. And that's about all he can stand now. This is where he maxes out on attention span and, and volume decibel level. Just like those quarantine birthdays. He's really seeing the benefit. It's quiet. You know, Mary's still here, which kind of sucks, but we're in a good place. We're we're amicable. We're friends. Cody's in denial about his relationship with Mary because he says they don't have a strained relationship. And it's like, well, I guess that is kind of true because it's it can't be strained if it doesn't exist. It's like a Schrodinger's relationship there, you know, is is it strained? Does it? Is it real? I don't know. So Mary brought Robin into the family so that she could have a friend. And in the end, she got a friend, but it's Cody. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's (laughs) the real 
poetic justice here. We talk a little bit about working in the kitchen together because it's always got to come up. Mary and Robin say they do it really well. The one time a year that they have to cook together, things go okay. As where Cody has to make it abundantly clear, he would never want any of his wives to share a kitchen. But didn't he envision his wives bumping hips like two seasons ago? That was one of his big selling points for the Biggie Housey. But celestial kingdoms be damned. He doesn't want to see it. <laughs> Something's wrong with this man. He forgets yeah. where it, the, all these convictions that he has and it just flips and flaps for whatever impulse he has currently going on. It's just very strange. But I think that's why we need to revisit now the one big house discussion. Now that Christine is out of the equation, she, she was the biggest advocate of no. She was against it entirely. Janelle was for it. Robin was silently for it because it was kind of like her plan along the lines too. Now Mary doesn't get an opinion. So it would probably happen if they pushed for it. Maybe that's why they got the smaller cistern. They know that they're only having to pump water into one big house. I would pay big bucks if TLC would pay off the lot so that they could build one big house and we could watch Mary fight everyone about all of the decor decisions and the finishes and go over budget. And then we can cut to Christine living her best life somewhere in Utah. That's going to be the dynamic. That's going to be the show moving forward, I think. Janelle's just going to be out on the land trying to build greenhouses. That's all she's going to care about. She doesn't care about the decor and stuff. So it's just going to be weird veiled fights between Robin and Mary in the house. She's got to get the grow operation set up. It's going to be good. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to it. Back in Utah, Christina's at Aspen's house with all of her kids. Turns out she and Janelle decided that getting together would be too big of a COVID issue, which they really mean a Cody issue. Yeah, I'm not convinced. Uh, I'm going to need to check the GPS locations on their phones for the day (laughs) and make sure that they were actually where they said they were. Janelle can't afford to get into any more trouble with Cody, so they spend Thanksgiving separately. Christine is thankful that Cody is in Flagstaff and she is here with people that she loves and who she knows loves her. Yeah, they're really enjoying themselves here without all of the stress and problems. And Christine says it's easy, which is something that she ends up saying on Cameo about her life post Cody. Everything is just easier. Because then Christine does have that one talking head moment where she says she's just glad she didn't let COVID control her life. But again, I think by that, I think she means she didn't let Cody control her life. I don't know. I hope so, because it was a it was a little bit of a cringy moment. Somewhere else in Utah. Allegedly. <laughs> Janelle. Allegedly. Allegedly somewhere else in Utah. <laughs> Janelle is at her sister's house with Gabe, Savannah, and a very high garrison. And this is just weird. It's quiet. It's different. It's just three kids and Janelle at her sister's house. It's strange. Christine FaceTimed Robin's house on Thanksgiving. But Janelle just was having so much fun that she forgot to even call Cody. (laughs) And she LOLs about it. She got so caught up in all the chaos over there. Just never crossed my mind, actually. I was having such a good time. I didn't think of him. Oh, well. (laughs) Why didn't they coordinate a family Zoom call like everybody else in the world had to? It's not a top priority. Well, I guess you say what you say about getting together as a family, but you guys could have gotten on a Zoom. Maybe not, because even at Robin's house, Cody is still, again, taken aback by the silence that is enveloping him in this $900,000 house, except for the moments where he does take a break to yell at Ari to smile sweetly at the camera, because it's something very important for mommy and daddy to take this picture. Mary's upset that Chanel and Christine didn't find it important enough to spend Thanksgiving with them. You know, she had choices. Mary's not alone in the world. She could have chosen to spend Thanksgiving with her mom or Mariah, but she didn't. She should have, though. Girl, maybe you should have. Maybe you should have. It ended up being Bonnie's last Thanksgiving. I think it would have been time better spent with your mom. Now Cody starts to reflect on how he's surrounded by people who have been easy on him about COVID. And what that shows to him is their loyalty. Fidelis. Fidelis. (laughs) Fidelis. <laughs> Semper Fi. Yeah, Cody is mostly thankful for this situation, for exposing the people who are most loyal to him. But what I thought was interesting was how he equates loyalty to respect, and then he equates love 
with respect. So for him, those three things are all infused and entwined. The way you love a man is by respecting him. But what he actually means, I think, out of all those things, loyalty, respect, love, he just wants obedience. And he can't say that outright because it sounds bad. Or Robin's told him that she doesn't like that word. I don't know. (laughs) I think you're right. That's where he's really going with it. Just listen. Don't question things. Just be obedient. That's all I need. Don't give me any trouble. I'm over all the trouble you all have given me for 30 years now. Because then Janelle has to point it out in her confessional interview there afterwards. She's like, look, love and respect should go both ways in a relationship. That's how I've always thought of it. It doesn't just flow to one single person in an entire family. It doesn't work like that. Shouldn't work like that, but it seems like that's the way things are going. He's really trying to make it work like that, and it's not working like that. It was a quiet, easy Thanksgiving, but Cody's not saying that's what he wants. You want an easy life? Be a monogamous. He knows. He's so close. He's almost there. (laughs) Just a couple more wives to go. Next episode, Cody faces off with his sons Gabe and Garrison, and they trade blame over COVID restrictions. Then Janelle suffers a huge loss as Christmas is approaching. The family hopes they will all test negative and finally be together. Yeah, so we're finally going to get Christmas at Robin's with the whole family. Of course, we all have to go to Robin's house. It's the gathering house. Why can't we go to Mary's house? We only sit outdoors at Mary's house. Yeah, she's got the cool-ass jungle gym playset in the backyard. We can really have some fun back there. I guess it's because all the Rice Krispie treats, they're taking up a lot of room. Yeah, they're all getting stale. Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Be sure to tweet with us about the episode at surviving underscore pod. Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details